How are you going to get awake and conscious and tap in and turn on? Because your energy is what's making your life. Plain and simple. All those rivers lead to the same ocean. It's you. You're the heart of the hero. It's you. You, you, you. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to the podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, I just want to let you know that the doors are open to join me for this incredibly special, immersive three-month experience. I know that a lot of times people sell information and they sell courses and I feel like there's information everywhere and there should be and information should be free. And the thing that I want to create for you is really transformation. And I want to help you implement the information. And so we're really excited. And we added a really cool bonus, which is that anyone who enrolls in Boldly Abundant by tomorrow is going to get, in addition to Boldly Abundant, our signature class, which is called Made to Do This. Many of you know about Made to Do This. It is the program that will help you with the step-by-step path to turning your idea into income. So it's really my signature business program. And what I love about putting these programs together and the fact that you get both is that, as I often say, people want to know what they should do. But the first question is, who do I need to be? And so Boldly Abundant really helps you to do all the energetic work to raise your vibration and understand how to manifest through your own energy. And Made to Do This gives you a step-by-step guide. What are the steps to take to get to your first $100,000 in revenue? So I'm really excited. This is like a buy one, get one. It's an amazing value. You can join us uh, this week while enrollment is still open. Go to kathyheller.com slash join and you can join us there. So over the weekend, I gave you a little sneak peek of today's episode, but we're going to hear the whole piece of the workshop that I did. And I think that this is really going to be helpful to you. I share some examples of how manifestation has worked in my own life and how you can become a magnet like that as well. There's a lot here. Take a listen. Welcome back. Day five. I'm so genuinely happy to be here. Happy to be back with you. And I'm excited that in the nature of abundance, we've added an encore session Monday and Tuesday of next week. I will tell you, we're bringing in guests Monday and Tuesday. So you can start to get a little sense of how how this works. So Monday, you're going to have time with me and an amazing friend of mine who is a, she's a financial planner. She knows so much about money. She's so good with helping women to take charge in their life. And She's also an amazing human. She's an amazing mom. Her daughter has been struggling with leukemia, her little girl. And she's just an incredible human. The next day on Tuesday, if you have ever done breath work, like 10 minutes of breath work is equivalent to what you could get out of like 30 years of therapy. Just that breath work. It's so powerful. And again, why is it powerful? Because everything is energy and you have within you the medicine. It's like, somatically we hold, we like lock in and we hold on to all this stuff. When we breathe, there's a way in which we can literally intentionally breathe and let go of so much crap that we've been holding on to that keeps us stuck. Because it's all about having a good cell signal, so to speak. 
And sometimes we just don't have good signal. We just, we have static and we don't know why. And it's because we're holding on to stuff. So if you're going to appreciate those two sessions and get a little bit of breath work, because I'm telling you, you are a force. You are a force. And you probably haven't even scratched the surface of how much of a force you are. And there's something inside of you that tells you that. But there's a whole lot of other noises in your head that pull you right back down. Speaking of, I want to celebrate those of you who had the courage to choose to join me for three months in this immersive program. I already saw there was many of you this morning. And I just want to say I'm so looking forward to truly getting to know you and to be with you. You know, a lot of people, I think where they get things wrong is when they teach they're selling information, right? To me, it's about the transformation because information is everywhere and it should be. It should be available. You should be able to go on YouTube or go to the library and get information. And it is already out there. All the things that I've taught you this week about meditation, manifestation, mysticism, money, all of that you could get on YouTube, all that you should be able to find. But why don't we actually integrate those things? is because the transformation needs to happen. And what creates a transformation? I mean, think about it. If I had a cookbook in my kitchen, what are the odds that I'm going to master that without any kind of experience? But what if I go to some event and I win some raffle and Rachel Ray comes to my house for three days and cooks with me? I'm going to actually get it. I'm going to actually really understand it, right? Why does somebody have a tennis coach? Why does Serena still have a tennis coach? Because those small little changes, those micro changes, when you're being held in the energy of somebody who's already played that chess game, that's when you actually learn the game. So I am so excited. And here's the thing. Not only am I calling it out because I want to celebrate you, but I'm also calling it out because, you know, when you're with me on this, this is just life. Okay. When you're with me in these Zoom sessions, you're tuning into what I'm tuned into, right? It's kind of like we talked about the cell reception. It's kind of like there's a big cell tower and you're able to get full bars. And you know, sometimes you go through your life and you're in areas where like the, the reception is spotty. I think sometimes we just go unconscious and we don't realize like you get off a call like this and you go speak to your spouse or you go to some event or you're with your family and there's people there who are on a different level of energy. They see less far and they don't believe it and they don't emulate it and they just kind of go into that rant mode, right? Like you don't want to be around people who are looking at the gum on their shoes. You want to be where you can plug into that good cell reception. You are that. Here's the thing. Like Oprah wasn't waiting for somebody to come and be her hero. She's the hero of the story, right? And what I'm teaching you over this week is you, you give yourself that permission slip and you will change the people around you. My husband, I mean, when we got married, we both come from lives where there wasn't a lot of abundance. His dad passed away in 1987 unexpectedly, and they already were living very humbly in this little rent-controlled apartment. And then his dad passed away and they had even less and they were living on food stamps and they didn't have any money. And so he slept on the living room floor, wood floor, 
with a blanket and his mom and sister shared the bedroom. And I come from a family where my parents got divorced and my mom was a single mom and we lived in this little apartment and there were days where we didn't even have electricity. I remember we were driving my sister up to college and we ran out of gas and we had to like pull over on the freeway. And my grandmother had to wire us money so that we could put gas in the car to get back. So I, for some reason, and I guess you're understanding it this week, I always had this like rainbow bright, hunky Brewster. My secret weapon was I could see what everyone else couldn't see. And that is what's required, right? We've read these stories about Jim Carrey writing himself a check, looking over Mulholland Drive. I actually live there now, but you are the force. Energy is the key that unlocks the door. And you keep looking outside of yourself. It's the energy. I'm going to talk to you today about how to really memorize your way back to that energy. But I will tell you, and then we're going to dance to a song and I have a surprise, but I will tell you that there were so many moments in my marriage because my husband and I got married. We didn't have any money. You know, we paid for our own wedding. We didn't have help or anything like that. And as I started to take these big sort of leaps, he would get really scared. And I remember we were driving with my daughters to Disney on Ice. And he, I said, pull the car over. I'm getting out because we had just decided to buy our first house. And it was based on my, what I could see and what I was creating, and what I was manifesting. And he was so terrified on the drive there. He's like, you're going to bankrupt us. We cannot do this. You don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, pull the effing car over. Just pull the car over. And I got out of the car and I literally took a cab and I went home and he followed me home and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, you can't see it, but you have to stop. You have to let go. And we wound up moving into this big house. Here's what happened. Not only was it okay, I tripled my income that year because everything is about stretching the consciousness, stretching your perception. You know, when I first moved to Los Angeles, I didn't have any money, right? It's not like I, I already had it, I, but I moved here and I went onto Craigslist and got some job and I was working, actually, I was working in a casting office because that's the job that I got. And I was making minimum wage, like whatever. And I used to go to the Peninsula Hotel, which is a five-star hotel in Beverly Hills. And it would cost me about $200 to get a massage there. And my friends used to say to me, that's the most irresponsible thing you can do. You cannot afford to be doing that. And I said to them, it's the opposite. You can't afford to not do it. And they looked at me like I was crazy. But here's what I knew. I would go into that hotel. I would go up to the fifth floor to the spa. I would check in. I would put on this robe. I would sit in the sauna. They had these like ice wrapped towels with lavender. I'd put the lavender on my face. I would go sit in this quiet room. I'd spend the whole day there. You can be in the spa as long as you want, as long as you have a massage. And that entire thing was like an energetic cleansing. And it's like, it was like a tuning fork and it would like tune me up. And as I would sit there, I would feel my cells and feel my perception and feel my senses start to appreciate and widen to what's, what's here and what's possible. 
and I'd be simmering in it. And I was like, ah, and I was elevating, right? Because where I had come from, when my dad walked out and we didn't have any money and my mom was suicidal and like all that, I was like, no, it's like being in an airplane and here's the storm and the pilot goes to a higher altitude. You just not even near the storm. There's a level of altitude where people are hanging out in the storm and that's all they can see. But there's actually a higher energetic plane. And when you start to tap into it, and I know it could sound crazy, except that every time I live this, it's like instant. And when I've interviewed 850 people, this is the unifying principle. So we're going to talk about it. But first, I have a surprise for you. So you've heard me say that I used to be a songwriter. I was a songwriter full time. And I thought, why not one of these days play one of my songs for you? We'll dance to one of my songs. Now, here's the thing. You might not know this song, but you'll get it really quickly. The message of the song is the right message for today. And this song, not only was it on a few TV shows, it was on a show called Younger, but it was actually the song for the Olympic Games in Rio a few years ago. And I'm going to play it for you right now. Are you ready? So this is one of my songs and you can finally hear I chose it because of the message. So I'm going to put it on for you. And here we go. So many times I chose to run. So many times I held my tongue. I held my tongue. Never saying what I needed to.
That's so much fun. I love you guys. I'm like sitting here crying, reading what you're writing. Thank you so much. There's so many things that are coming to my mind to tell you. First of all, so that was my dream, you guys. That was my dream. I came here, you know, even living in Jerusalem for three years where I was before I moved to LA. And I was so happy because I was like floating on a cloud of like spiritual enlightenment. I mean, there's just nothing you need. You don't need to go to the mall. You don't need movies. You just like so full. But I came to LA because there's whisper inside of me since I was six years old. I was like, I'm supposed to sing. I'm supposed to write songs. And I moved to LA and it was like Dorothy going to the Wizard of Oz. I got a record deal and I had this really awkward, not fun sort of me too moment with a producer. And I knew I wasn't supposed to be there. And the, the world inside of that world was so dark. It was so dark. But for a second, I was at Interscope. So I was literally in the room when Lady Gaga was recording paparazzi and I was watching her record it. And it was amazing. There's so many strings on that song, by the way, like violins. And it's an amazing mixture of pop music. But I just knew I, I couldn't go down that path. And so, you know, everything's a co-creation. And so about six weeks later, I had already known it wasn't for me. And then I got a call from Ron Fair. I was driving on the 10 freeway. He's like, get off the freeway, call me back. And he's like, Jimmy Iovine loves you, but we're not sure that these are like bangers. We don't know for sure. This. And I was like, I felt like I had avoided a deal with the devil. I was like, good, fine. And I wound up doing a different thing and going sort of like the Ingrid Michaelson indie route. And I wrote music for film and TV. And I just wanted to sort of be in a place where I wasn't like in that sort of like lion's den because what goes on in recording studios until three in the morning is a whole world. And I just didn't want to be in that world. And I kept asking God, though, I would like sometimes pull over to the side of the road because I was crying so hard because I knew that I was made to do something so big and I couldn't figure out what it was. And it's amazing because if you just let go, the path finds you, you know, and I wound up starting this podcast, which was like just this little thing. I mean, I was literally in my closet four houses ago, you know, when I say closet, I don't mean walk-in closet. I don't. I mean like accordion doors sitting with my head in the closet, my butt outside the closet, just like trying, like that's how I started a podcast. And it's amazing. It's like in Field of Dreams when, you know, they kind of get this game back together and Kevin Costner gets all these people who could have played or would have played. And then these big like Lou Gehrig's and DiMaggio's and this guy who was supposed to play in the major leagues but never got to, he became a doctor, so they have him play. And then the, the second he's about to finally play with these greats of all time in this like field of dreams, some kid falls from the stands and he runs out and he takes care of this kid. And Kevin Costner runs over and he's like, you didn't get to play again. And he goes, no, don't you get it? If I would have been a baseball player, I wouldn't have been a doctor. I was supposed to be a doctor. And I got this incredible gift of life, which is I wound up Instead of singing on stage, going around the country, who knows what that life is really like. 
I now am a mom. I have three kids. I get to go downstairs every day. I mean, I can record in my pajamas if I want to. And now it's about helping other people live their dreams, which is so fulfilling. And I can't tell you how much I've grown as a human being by sitting with so many amazing people. Every single time I think of someone who I admire, whether it's Harry Connick Jr. or it's Deepak Chopra, like I've sat with all those people. Like I've had a masterclass on consciousness and everything for seven years of my life. So it's amazing how that goes. But I want to go back to that song. You know, I wrote that song because, and my sister can attest to this, when I was a little girl, I wasn't given this sort of like script by anybody else that I was like this amazing hero of a kid. In fact, my sister can tell you like when we would come home on report card day, they would only ask to see her report card. Like nobody even cared. My parents would tell me like, your sister's the talented one, your sister's all... In fact, when I was nine, my sister was 12 and she saw an ad in the newspaper for a regional production of Free to Be You and Me as a play. And she wanted to go to this audition. And my mom took her to the audition. And it was funny because a lot of the kids who wound up becoming famous kids in Florida, that's where we grew up, were in the show. Alex McLean, who's a Backstreet Boy, was in the show with us. But here's what happened is we go to the audition and my sister's there to audition. And then the director was like, oh, and pointing to me, does she also want audition? We need, you know, a bunch of kids. And my mom's like, oh, well, no, she pointed to my sister. My, my mom's like, she has the voice. Kathy doesn't have the voice. Her sister has the voice. And so my sister sings and my sister has an amazing voice. And then the director's like, well, why don't you just let her sing? And so I sing. And then we went away on a vacation as a family, which was a disaster of a vacation my parents just fought the entire time and we went home early because it, it wasn't pleasant but my sister was calling the answering machine while we were away because you know how you used to call your messages just to see like did she get the play did she get the play and I like nobody was even thinking about if I got in and then we got home and my mom played the answering machine and the director said to call her back because one of the girls was in the play and my mom and my sister are like so giddy and then the director's like so Kathy needs to start rehearsals on this. And my mom's like, no, not Kathy. You mean the other one? And the director was like, no. And my sister was crying because she was so upset. And my mom was consoling her. And I was there like, does anyone want to celebrate? Like I got in. And they were like, this is wrong. This is wrong. I remember my mom thinking like, how could this happen? Like, this is the wrong, you know, fit. You shouldn't have gotten in. Like she should have gotten in. And it's so fascinating. And by the way, I have to give my sister the credit that like, She's so talented. And when we were in high school, it was so obvious, like she was the star of every show. I wasn't. She was like sort of the most popular girl in school, like given all the awards she was. And I was like her little sister. But the reason I wrote this song is because I was sort of like that Rudy, like the person with like the big comeback. Like I went to high school and my sister, who had been three years ahead of me, who was the lead in every single show, voted most talented in her senior class, got the award for the state of Florida for, you know, I wasn't even given a single line, not even a solo, nothing in high school. Like I was completely like the girl who was overlooked and my parents were divorcing and my mom was so sick and sad. And my dad left when I was a kid and waited till my sister left to leave. And I was just sort of like that little kind of forgotten person. And I wrote that song because it's like the hero's journey. It's almost like I heard Michael Jordan say that in his heyday, when he was like on top of the world, he would go into the locker room by himself 
and remember the way he was spoken to when he was in high school. Because by remembering the people who didn't get it, it would fuel him to say, oh, yeah, well, you don't know about me. Like in order for him to pull from within him like that level of flow and genius, it's like he had to understand that like there was what to show, right? And so sometimes in movies, like I mentioned earlier in the week, The Karate Kid, it's like at the very end of The Karate Kid, it ends on Mr. Miyagi's face and he's just like looking at Daniel, right? That's the end because he knew. And by the way, I got to interview Ralph Macchio on the podcast, which was so much fun. But he knew this character knew what this little boy was made of, right? And sometimes in order to find out what we're made of, it's like that sort of resistance. It's a forcing function. And so for me, I wrote that song because you don't know about me. You think you do, but you don't. And I think that, you know, I was a C student. I mean, I have a million things I could point to where it wouldn't make any sense that I have the life that I have or have had the success that I've had. But it's about the energy. The most gritty person wins. And the grit comes from the vision. So the person with the biggest vision always wins. It has nothing to do with anything else. So if you learn nothing else, you know, over these few days, it's like, I want you to remember, to remember, remember who you are, remember and feel it and memorize it and get it in your body and operate from that level. And we're going to talk today about how we manifest, right? How we can put abundance on cruise control, how it works, because it is so much easier. It requires you to set down all this garbage in your head. I want you to do something for me, and we're going to do this as homework. I want you to find a photo of yourself, like I was at nine years old, that girl who stood in the kitchen and was like, does anyone care? Does anyone see? Like, I want you to find a picture of yourself at nine years old, because If you closed your eyes right now and you thought about yourself at nine, maybe you can think about like what kind of haircut you had, your favorite t-shirt, what you were listening to, Cyndi Lauper or Backstreet Boys or whatever. That kid is the hero of her own story. She doesn't need to wait for anybody to give her a permission slip. And she has suffered so much unnecessary suffering because at some point you started to believe What's not true? I want you to just picture her for a second. How lovable she is. Does she have to earn that love? How magical she is. How worthy she is. Now open your eyes. Here's the thing about our lives, you guys. Whether somebody tells you that you're a loser or somebody tells you you're amazing, it almost doesn't matter as much as what they model. When I was growing up watching the abuse in my house, It was not even necessary for someone to talk to me about me because what we pick up, what we absorb, it's not what's taught, it's what's caught. It's how much worthiness they feel, your parents feel, the people around you feel, you start to model that, right? How much of a capacity people around you have to feel into their worth, their power, and to what's possible in this amazing world you start to embody that. Remember in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, like Charlie Bucket, he had a grandfather who said, no, Charlie, it's going to be you. That's it. 
We talked about Michael Jordan's mom the other day. She's like, no, honey, it's you. There's nothing else out there but your own capacity to perceive. And so the reason I was celebrating the women who joined earlier this morning is because what they all have in common, the people who joined this class, is there's something inside of them that's like, oh, it's on. That's it. It's on. And they're going to protect that. They're going to make an appointment every week to be with me for two hours and to be around other people who see where and how far they see. That's it. That is it. Once you get that, you get that. So let's talk about manifesting for a second. We have to get that we create. We talked about we are a radio. We're a receiver. What does the receiver do? What did we, de- what did we determine that a radio does? The, the receiver decides what music is playing. You're deciding it. You want to know where your vibration is? Look at your life. You want to know where you're tuned to? Look at your life. If there's drama, however much money, however much money there is, there isn't, you are the receiver. You're tuned there. That's your station. If you don't change the station, you don't change your life. You are the receiver, period. You have to have that vibration. What does that mean? You know how people throw these words around like string theory, quantum mechanics, the metaverse. So that's all quantum physics. Like that's all Einstein. But what did Einstein understand? He understood the world as it is. It's all in the energy. So what is a multiverse? What is the metaverse? What is the string theory? What is quantum physics? It means that there are multiple realities and multiple paths. And depending on what station you're tuned to, that's the path you're on. So the radio is a really good way of understanding it. The radio can play different kinds of music. And they're all here right now. And depending on where it's tuned, it either hears a salsa song, a hip-hop song, or a pop song. So when I talk about this transformation and when I talk about what I'm teaching you in this program, For three months, what you'll be doing with me is changing your station. That's what you're doing. Everything else, what you're going to learn about money and business, it's like it's secondary. It's the tip of the iceberg. You got to change the station to change your life. That's it. You got to change the station. So I'm going to give you some examples of real life experience. Okay. So I mentioned to you the other day that when I started my podcast, I got featured as the best podcast. New year, new you. Let me tell you how that happened. So I was invited to go to a podcast conference and I was like, all right. And so I go. Now, remember when I go, I go. So who am I? Well, I have this very spiritual, very mindful practice. That's the backbone of my life. So I go to this conference. And I'm walking around this conference and I can feel the energy, right? And everyone's in like conference mode. Like, hi, you want my card? Hi, what do you do? Oh, you want my card? Oh, my card? I didn't bring cards. I still don't have a card. Who has a card? Anyway, so we're walking around and I say to Emma, she's been my producer now for seven years. I say to her, what are they doing? And she said, oh, they're all trying to meet people to sort of advance their podcasts. I'm like, right, okay. And then she's like, and like the real person they want to meet is the head of Apple Podcasts because Apple, and still is this way, is where 75% of podcast listeners 
listen to podcasts. They want to get featured on Apple. And I'm like, oh, no wonder the energy in here is so exhausting. Like everyone has an agenda. Everyone's coming from scarcity. Like they're trying to like use you to get. And I like was like done. So when you go to a conference, you know, there's like sometimes hotels and they're in clusters. So we were at one hotel. So I said, well, I'm going to go and I'll come back for the next like panel event. But I don't want to be in the like network. I don't want to like meet people like that. That's weird. So I leave and I go to another hotel. It's quiet. And I order an iced tea and I'm sitting in the lobby and there's this nice guy sitting next to me. And we're both wearing the same badge from the same conference. So he's like, it's pretty bad energy in there, isn't it? I was like, it was crazy. And he was from the Midwest and we start to talk about Midwestern people. My husband's from the Midwest. We have this conversation about life and he's just like a really present, cool person with good energy. Talk for like 40 minutes. He stands up and he's like, where do you live? Because the event was in Anaheim. And I said, I live in Los Angeles. And he's like, oh, you know, we have an office there. Why don't you come have lunch with me next week? And I'm like, I still don't know what the hell he does. I'm like, okay. And he hands me his card. And who do you think he is? He is the head of Apple Podcasts. He winds up becoming my mentor. He winds up loving my show, loving what my show is about. What did I do? What actually happened in that story? Don't miss the message. That story is about how you don't need anything outside of you. In order for me to leave that conference, in order to go to the other place, I was not feeling lack. I wasn't coming from this place like, oh, 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 I need that. I want to enjoy this moment. And when you're whole, everything just comes to you. Let me tell you another story. So in my late 20s, all of my friends were like trying to get married. They were on all the apps. They were dating. They wanted to go out. And I'm like, guys, live your life. Live your life. And you know what? I can tell you like I was never on a dating app. And I just, that's not my thing. So I move into this apartment. But what happened was I go to look at this one apartment. I was like 27. And the woman shows me the apartment. I'm like, oh my God, it's so cute. I really like the wood floor and like the windows were cute. And I'm walking outside down the stairs back to like the little courtyard. And there was like four units in the building. And this woman who was an older woman, maybe like 70s, late 70s, walks over to me and she's like, are you going to rent that unit? And I said, yeah, I think I am. And she goes, well, guess what? You're going to meet the guy you're going to marry this year. And I go, what? I'm not even like, what do you mean? Like, she said, every woman who rents that unit gets married in the first year. That's why they keep renting it. It has this like crazy, like energy, this like amazing mazel. And I was like, and she's like, yeah, I go, whatever. Like, I can care less, you know, fine. So I'm thinking in my head, well, I'm going to get a roommate and the roommate's going to get married this year. Like, that's literally what I thought. I'm like, good for her. I'm cool. I'm having a good time. Like, I don't care. Do you want to know what happened? Her son is my husband. Does that blow your mind? So she, they grew up in that apartment. He grew up in that apartment. And she's been a widow since 1987. And he's a really good human being and a great son. She passed away two years ago. But so what happened is he used to come see her every day take in her garbage, bring her dinner like every day. We became friends. 
And my sister says, why don't you date him? I'm like, why would I date him? He's my friend. And she's like, yeah, why wouldn't you date him? I'm like, I don't know. Like I was looking for like Patrick Dempsey on steroids. And she's like, I think he's your Patrick Dempsey. And I'm like, what? So I say to him, I go, you know, what's hilarious. I go, my sister thinks we should date. And he's like, and he looks at me in this way. And I'm like, stop. I'm like, really? And he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, I don't know either. I go, but that's so weird because you live, like, you don't live here, but you kind of are here. So like, what if it didn't work out? And he's like, yeah, let's, let's not. And then we went to our friend's house for lunch. I brought him and we went to our friend's house and her dad says, you guys are always together. Why don't you date? And we're looking at each other like we're just friends. Anyway, we wound up going on a date. And on our second date, we both said to each other, we're like, oh, my God, this is so crazy. This is it. Like, we're going to get married. And it was so crazy. It was so crazy. And then about a month later, my birthday is Father's Day very often. My birthday is June 19th. And it was Father's Day was that day. And so we drove out. We had no money. We like drove out and just sat on the beach. And we were looking out at the ocean. And we were talking about Father's Day. And I understood more like how hard Father's Day is for him because his dad died. And he hasn't had a dad since he's a little kid. And we were looking out of the ocean. And we had just had this like beautiful, deep conversation. And he said, you know why we're going to get married? It's such a beautiful ego. Because when we look out there, we see the same thing. And I said, yeah, we do. It's like we both could see goodness and godliness and meaning and wonder. It was like we could see that. But then he had to run for his money because I was literally like, let's go. Like, we can do so much. And he was like, oh, I'm scared. So we've had like an interesting journey. But manifestation These are the stories of manifestation. And I have literally a thousand stories like this. My whole life is this. What does it mean? It means when you are whole, when you don't need something outside of you to make you whole, you create, you become a magnet. That's what it means. Your energy is the radio. You have to turn your energy on. You have to tune in. You know, sometimes when you're changing a radio back in the day and you're between two stations and so it sounds staticky, that's where most people hang out. It's all static. You can't hear a clear signal. There is no music. It's not this. It's not that. It's just like like that. You are a force. You are a radio and it's already done. But it's about you getting out of this habit where you're like, I'm in lack. I can't have it. I don't see further. There's nothing there for me. Like, why would it? So when I say that's what we do in this program, it's like, how are you going to get that done? Come hell or high water. How are you going to get awake and conscious and tap in and turn on? Because your energy is what's making your life plain and simple. Read any book you want to read, whether it's from Wayne Dyer or Eckhart Tolle. It's all the same truth. All those rivers lead to the same ocean. It's you. You're the heart of the hero. It's you. You, you, you. And so I am curious. What's the plan for that? You don't have to do it with me, but what's the plan? I'm serious. We got to get really conscious. We can't stay unconscious or else we don't fix it. Tell me what your plan is. Number one idea, you can join this program and I know 
that by being with me, you're going to change the station. If that's not your plan, what is the plan? So what is it? Because if you're not changing the being, the music won't change. So do this. Do this. Take out a pen and paper. Okay. Write down. 2024. I want you to write down what you're going to tell me on December 31st of this year. Finish the sentence. 2024 was the best year ever because what makes it the best year? What happened? Finish that sentence because you changed your energy, because you started a business. You guys, the music is already here. The millions of dollars, nothing. That's it. It's here. That's done. You didn't create the market. Market exists. There's money moving around us all the time, just like Wi-Fi. That's easy. That's the easiest thing for me to create is money. Because it's everywhere. What else? How about amazing friendships? Where are you going to go? What are you going to start to see? How are you going to start to grow your ability to perceive? How much more peace are you going to feel? How much are you going to project peace in the world? You want to create global peace? You got to be peace. How much peace do you have all day long? You can change consciousness. You can change so much of this world. If you don't, change what you're doing. It means you're choosing the same thing. If you don't change the station, it means the same music that you're hearing today and yesterday will be the same music you hear at the end of this year. It's Groundhog Day. Most people live in Groundhog Day. They wake up and within four seconds of waking up, they think the exact same thoughts they thought the day before. And this is fact. This is what I learned studying the brain. It's an unconscious program and it's a negativity bias. You have thousands of thoughts a day, 90% of them are negative. So you wake up four seconds in, you think the same thoughts. What happens? Those thoughts create chemicals in the brain, cortisol. Now you think and feel, and what do you do? You expect the day to just be blocked. And so what is it? It is. And it happens again the next day. When people say like, well, that's just who I am. Well, that's who she is. What does that mean? Who you are is who you really are. But what most people perceive is their personality is who they are. And what's your personality? How you think and how you feel determines how you behave. And after a while, it's just a habit and that's your personality. But have you seen people change their personalities and and be able to find more peace, more expansion, more possibility, more hope, right? Who you really are when you meditate, when you get quiet, when you dance, there's just this like powerful essence. When we meditate, the 850 people that I've interviewed, all of these people, these amazing souls, they have that meeting with themselves. So before that unconscious pattern just takes them on some dumb ride to put out some dumb music and dumb radio station again, they tune in. They sort of whip up that energy. This is why people do yoga. This is why people run. This, I mean, it's really out there for us. It's just we don't plug in. When we do that, we bend three-dimensional reality. Consciousness bends reality consciousness prints energy creates matter energy you gotta have a coherent signal so i want to teach you something i like how esther hicks teaches this so i'm going to teach this to you most of the time when people begin a practice to try to change their station change their energy they give up right away why because you have a negativity bias and your brain's always saying see it doesn't work and that's not helpful i want you to start saying there's so much supporting me. There are clues everywhere. There's synchronicity everywhere. It's all hidden in plain sight. I want you to start to believe that and see it because you'll see it. You'll see what you're seeking, right? 
But the boiling water concept is really helpful. So let me teach you this. Vibration is like boiling water. What does that mean? If I take boiling water, before it boils, what is it? It's just water. If I put water on a stove and I turn the heat on, does it boil the second I turn the heat on? Yes or no? No. But what is it doing? It's heating up. If I leave the water on the stove, will it boil? Yes. If I leave the water on the stove, will it boil every time or sometimes? Every time. It's like gravity. It's consistent. In fact, how many times have you done this? I do this all the time. I forget that I put hard-boiled eggs on the water, and not only does it boil, but it burns through the whole pot because I forget to go turn it off. My husband's like, you know it's going to boil every time? And I'm like, I know, and I walked away. It's very consistent. Most people, before that water gets to a boil, you know what they do? They turn it off. They turn it off and go, see, it's not boiling. And then what happens? If you keep opening an oven, it's going to take a while, right? To keep turning off the boiling water. It's going to not boil. So most people, when it comes to moving their energy, they start to go down this path where they start to feel themselves elevate. They have a meditation, they do a dance party, they go for a run, they start to... And then the old mind comes in and goes, check it, check it. What's different in your life? What's different? Nothing. Forget it. Forget the whole thing. And they just turned off the water. Now they got to start again. But if you are consistent and you don't just feel good for 30 seconds, you start to feel real good. Five minutes, an hour, a day. Can you imagine a whole day where you are high vibe? Starts to get really good. Life starts to get really good. That's basically it, right? So to me, the reason I teach these workshops, A, it's super fun. But the other reason is because when you're sitting where I'm sitting and you're looking through the lens that I live, it's ridiculous to me that people don't have the lives that they want because they don't understand the basic laws of this world. And therefore, the radio's turned off. There's nothing. There's no music. There's no cell reception. It's off. So when you do something like this, it's about being in the cell signal and you plug into it because you don't need me. You need what's in you, but you need like all of us, to tap into that little, you know, when, when somebody, God forbid, passes away in the ER, what do they do to bring the person back? What do they do? Everything's vibration. They take an electric current and try to stimulate the electricity back in the body. Everything's electricity. Everything's energy. That's it. Sometimes we're looking to just plug in. And once we start to plug in, it starts to moves. And then we on our own, we start to understand how we can create, elevate, move that energy. And that's, that's the force. That's the Jedi force, right? When you're working from energy, you become the strongest person in the room. When you have an open heart and you are all tapped in, turned on, it's all done. Money is not a numbers game. It's a people's game. And you know what people are looking for every second? More energy. There is not a single person who doesn't want more bars, more expansion. And so when you come in the room and you are that Wi-Fi pong, it's done. We transact around energy. There is nothing else we're looking for. What do you really want? That. You want that which puts you in a wider consciousness. That's all we want. 
So that's what this is. And I will tell you something really interesting. My friend Alex Benayan wrote a book called The Third Door. He interviewed Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, Maya Angelou, Lady Gaga, Steven Spielberg, and on and on and on. He dropped out of school when he was a freshman in college. It's a crazy story. It's an amazing story. But he wound up interviewing these amazing human beings because he wanted to understand from them what really makes somebody successful. And he wrote this book and he wound up calling the book The Third Door. And he called the book The Third Door because he said that each of these people, they were the third door people. What does that mean? It means some people go through the first door and that's the door most people try to go through. He says it's kind of like a nightclub where usually there's just a line around the block and most people spend their life waiting in that line for the first door. And very few people go through the first door because that's just the nature of the first door is what he's saying. He goes, then there's a second door, which is like the VIP access, right? For people who have a famous last name or whatever. He goes, that wasn't these people. He said, the people that he interviewed, the most successful people, they go through the third door. And he says, and if you think about the analogy, every building has like another door, like a side door. And what's cool about the side door is there's no line there. You can just walk right in. But he said, here's the thing. He said, what he realized about Steven Spielberg and Maya Angelou and Lady Gaga, who all went through the third door, they didn't wait in line for the first door. They weren't waiting, waiting, waiting. And they didn't get in through the second door. He goes, but what does it mean to go through the third door? He goes, the hardest part is not finding the third door. He goes, for all of these people and for everyone in the world, the reason he wrote the book is because the hardest part is leaving the line for the first door. That's it. Because most people grow up in the line where people around them are just like, all we do is wait in this line. There is no other option. There's no other path. And most of us won't get in. And what happens, he said, is that for them, having the courage to say, I'm going to get out of line, I'm actually going to go through that third door. It takes tremendous guts because human beings innately want to belong. And so when people around us are like, who do you think you are? Where is she going? What do you mean? Or it won't happen for you out there. It's like we get sucked back in, which is why James Clear said the most important habit is who you spend time with. And so when people are in my energy, they say to me things like, I don't know, I, I don't even have any questions anymore. Because Why? Because when you feel whole, there's nothing else you need to know. That's it. You just got to keep the water on that boil. You sustain that, you'll start printing, manifesting, like that's it. But when you leave a Zoom call with me or you leave some amazing retreat in Costa Rica and you go back into energy where people are just waiting in that line, that's all they can see is a long line that never moves. And that you have to be the hero in the story who's like, I'm going to show you guys a different way. I'm going to clear the path. I'm clearing path. And so I want you to post a picture of you at nine because the truth is that that girl is totally available to be the hero of the story. And you have to stop the constant noise in your head. It's like thoughts are not facts. Just because you believe it doesn't make it true. You have to start saying, no, the universe is not net neutral. The universe is actually net positive. And it is. And the more I sort of change the station, I just met. You will move into those meetings where you will bump right into everything because that's how close it all is. It's about the airplane going to a different altitude. It's not about how hard you have to work, 
how much time it needs to take for you to grow the business, make the money. It's not about time and space. It's energy. You move the energy, it's already here. It's already here. You have to receive that. In order to receive that, you have to be tuned in to that level. And the more you get it, the more you'll get it. And so we, in this program that we do, it's not information, it's transformation. That's it. And if you're not going to do this program, what I hope you got from these five days is you have to create the conditions in which you're going to change that energy. And it's amazing when you do. And then it's not just about me. It's about the people you start to become because you become the people you're around. The women who join these programs, they then give each other that Wi-Fi. They love each other into life. And then they start to change their husband's realities. They start to change their world's realities. We are excited to come back Monday and Tuesday. We want to celebrate you, though, if you've had the courage to decide that this is something that feels really, really right and good. So tell me if you just joined, if you're going to join before midnight. I love it. I'm so excited for you. And it says so much about what you're already going to create. Amazing, amazing, amazing. We're going to get to know each other so well. And not only that, you're going to be learning at the feet not just of me every week, but the most amazing women with the most incredible tools and energy who's going to help you that once I get you tuned up and tapped in, you're going to have these really clear action steps. You're going to be taking action inside. You won't recognize your life in three months. You want to recognize it at the end of the hour because you're going to see it totally differently. You're going to feel different. And when you feel different, you change the personality. You think and feel different. You behave different. And then it's a different life because it's a different person. It's who you really are. I want you to do one more thing because today's Friday and we did this on Monday. I want you to write yourself a new check and without thinking about it, and there's no right answer. What are you available to receive this year? What energetically are you available to receive? Write it on the check. Now, how is it different? How is it different than what you wrote on Monday. Did the number go up? And more importantly, when I say, how is it different? Does it feel different? Do you feel there's more willingness? Do you feel there's more of an availability? So that means the water is starting to get hot because you have moved a mountain energetically. On Monday, what we recognized after Monday on Tuesday was the amount of block you had to receive money because we had made money this thing that was just toxic because we were coming from this ego mind, lack, scarcity, we're separate from everything. Now we move into energy. It's like money's just the first step. So it's a resource. Now what are you going to do with it? How are you going to elevate the world? And how are you going to thrive, right? And it's all about moving into that incredible realm. So you came here on Monday because you wanted to find this wealthy, worthy woman within. So that's it. That's what we're doing. And that's why I love doing these workshops. I love doing my podcast. That's why my next book is about. But that is why I feel morally obligated to tell you, no matter what your mind wants to tell you and convince you of, there's some things in life you really should trust the part of you that has that clarity. Because there's the fear of, uh-oh, I'm telling you. Because the transformation in these programs, it just is. And what I have watched people tap into and do 
and create for themselves. I would be inauthentic if I didn't say this is the invitation that you've been waiting for. I mean, imagine if I had a cure for a disease and I said to someone, yeah, I mean, you could take it or not. It's fine. Whatever you want. You wouldn't do that, right? If I found somebody's wallet on the side of the road, I wouldn't leave them a message and say, I have your wallet. You can come, not come, whatever you want. I'd be like, I have it. Come and get it, right? There are times, and I hope that you'll find this in yourself, there are times where there are things you can point to where you say, do it. And because the thing we're all looking for is that higher love, that feeling of wholeness, and because that is actually what changes the world, and that is actually what manifests beauty in our life, I am here to tell you that that has to be, that has to be where you put your focus. It just does. And so, like I said, there are masters in this world. It's not just me. There are so many amazing people, but this is one of those places where you can get that. And that is worth it for you to show up for and pay for. And some people were confused. They're like, I don't understand. It's a three-month program, but there's a 12-payment plan. It's like the cost of the program is the cost of the program. It's like buying an Apple computer. It always costs the same thing but you can do it in a payment plan because we want to make it easier for you. And the program you have lifetime access to, so it's not three months, it's going to become your meditation every day. This community is going to become your community. We put people in pods, they start to meet up on Zoom. Sometimes they meet up in real life. This becomes everything for you. We've sort of thought it through so that you have all these ways so that it's like no one gets left behind. You have all this around you to keep you in it. Our first class is February 5th. The program is basically designed in 12 weeks to go deeper into all the things that we just scratched the surface on. And what you're going to learn is the first third of the program, we're going deeper into all of the technology of how you do this, how you tap in, and you're going to learn a lot. You're going to take tons and tons of notes. In addition, you're going to be learning from different financial and business and career teachers and experts. And you're going to start to learn a bunch of that. And that's going to open you up to new possibilities and ideas. And then in the second third of the program, you're going to start to implement and take action. You're going to start to do it. And you're going to do it with a lot of support around you. And then the last part, you're going to start to be in that state of overflow and generosity where you're thriving, where you're enjoying, and you're consciously giving. And that is an amazing sort of arc. We're so excited for those of you who already joined. And I'm so excited that I got to spend this week with you. We have two more days to dive in, to be together. I hope that today was a good like physical therapy session for you, for your energy, for your alignment. I'm so truly, I really want to celebrate. I know how hard it is when you're crossing that river into your future self and that Fear wants to tell you, no, 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 no. Here's all the evidence why you can't. So I really want to celebrate the women who said yes to being in this program, honestly, because whether it's my program or Byron Katie or Eckhart, like that says so much about how you've already moved the needle on what you can see further. And that's incredibly powerful and it's impacting the women around you. And so what I would say is those of you who've already made the decision to join, I would encourage you to post in the Facebook group why you did that because 
I don't want anybody who's been in this to go back to sleep. We have a world to change. And it starts by changing the world for one person every day. And that's us. And the stakes are too high for us to just go into the unconscious mode. And so I'm going to put a poll up in the Facebook group too. Like, what are you going to do? Because I want to hold you accountable. If you're going to do this program, great. You can do this program. If you're going to do something else, what is it? Let's make sure that when we get to December 31st, 2024, we change the radio. That's how we can change the whole world. You want to bring peace in the world? Starts with you. Move into your highest. Can you imagine if everyone was tapped in and turned on the consciousness that would come, the ripple effects, the way that we would come up with new downloads as we thrive so we create more of that abundance? And for those of you who are already at a certain level, you should join the VIP level because don't play small, right? It's all energy anyway. And you're going to see how quickly you start to, I mean, people in our class are like, I was afraid, but I did it. And I came in and like, I got this raise or somebody invited me on this trip or like, and I'm like, of course, because it is physics. It's true. So enrollment closes next week. If you're alumni or you need the alumni code, you should DM my people. I love you. Thanks for dancing with me. That was really fun. And I'll see some of you next week, Monday, Tuesday. I hope you enjoyed that discussion. All right, here are some of the takeaways. Number one, you are a force. You are the hero of the story. You give yourself that permission slip and you will change the people around you. Number two, it's you. There's nothing else out there but your own capacity to perceive. Number three, you are the receiver. Change the station, change your life. Number four, when you're a whole, when you don't need something outside of you, you create, you become a magnet. Everything just comes to you. Number five, if you want to create global peace, you've got to be peace. It starts with you. Move in your highest. When you change your consciousness, you can change so much of the world. Number six, there's so much supporting you. There's clues everywhere. There's synchronicity everywhere. It's all hidden in plain sight. Number seven, when you're working from energy, you become the strongest person in the room. When you have this open heart, you're tapped in and it's all done. Number eight, the stakes are just too high for us to go into this unconscious mode. We have a world to change and it starts by changing the world for one person every day. Thank you so much for being here and for listening to this show. I know that there's just so much going on and you're so busy. I really appreciate that you spend your time here. There's so many good episodes coming up. So please make sure that you follow along on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And we're going to be doing a big giveaway this week. So if you go ahead and you enter a review for the podcast and you share one of my reels, any one of the reels that you enjoy from my Instagram and you just share it in your stories, you'll be entered to win a $200 gift card from Bloomingdale's. You can go and buy anything you want. We'll be picking three of you who do this. So stay tuned to my Instagram. You'll be seeing the giveaway. And all you need to do is leave a review for the podcast and then go ahead and follow me on Instagram at kathy.heller and share one of my reels, any of the reels that you like. And finally, if you want to join me for three months of this transformational, immersive experience, you can go to kathyheller.com slash join. This is three months to learn how to become a master manifester, to change your relationship with money, to become the most wealthy, worthy version of yourself. If you join by tomorrow, you also get my made to do this program included. So it's buy one, get one. And not only will you have the steps to transformation, but you also have the steps to building a business and how do you get to your first 100K in revenue. I'm so excited to be doing this with you. Get on in while the doors are open. Go to kathyheller.com slash join. I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you soon.